to the second edition of the ITG Basketball Podcast. Back for our second every week show. Stephen, how are you today? Hello, Kendall. How are you? Not bad. Uh, a lot of big football this weekend, so why don't we just touch on that really quick? And did you enjoy any games in particular? Or surprised by the Final Four in the playoffs, or any, any fun small talk there? I did. I caught the Florida State Georgia Tech. Good that game. Really went good. kind of as expected. It was a good game. James Winston's play in the first half. Georgia Tech defense. <laughs> I don't know what their game plan was, but playing prevent the whole game didn't work. Yeah, it's kind of a struggle for them. And then, for whatever reason, the Panthers decided to, to take care of business yesterday. So that was fun to watch. As always, yeah, that's that might be an understatement. <clears throat> that wasn't just a taking care of business. They basically routed the Saints uh, on the road, right? Wasn't that in the? That's right. Yep, in oh. the Superdome. So I think that's. Four home games in a row now that the Saints have lost. Yeah, this is a, like the old Saints. What a mess! Yeah, uh, it's tough being a Panthers fan this year, but it would be worse, I think, right now being a Saints fan. Yeah, I guess the the shame and embarrassment of that. Well, uh, you know, we uh, had a lot going on in the sports world right now, so it's kind of fun to keep an eye on those. The, the playoff things came out. I, th- I thought this is gonna be really fun. You know, I mean, I don't really have a dog in that in that race or whatever the saying is. So, but I think. Um, just having a playoff is, is going to be a lot of fun, I think. I mean, imagine how exciting that build up to the semis and the final is going to be. It's that's be right. Great. I think there'll be a lot more viewer interest, and I think that's what most of the people involved realize. What uh, what bowl was it again that South Carolina is going has a very strange name? I thought you made it up. <laughs> what was it called? They're killing me now. I believe it is the Duck Commander or something or other. Oh, gosh. Independence Bowl. Well, it's better than the Tax Slayer to Combo. Bowl. So. I, I don't think there's a difference, really. <laughs> a duck commander. Who, who, do they, who are they playing? Who's Miami. Miami, okay. I guess well, that's the only saving grace there. Get a little name brand matchup. There's though. an actual decent matchup. That's okay. right. Shreveport is an acquired taste, I think. <laughs> I'm not going back there. I've, I've never been. I've never been, but I've never been encouraged to go either. No, I went, uh, went to Shreveport one time. It was before my 21st birthday. They would play Missouri. And um, I drove straight back from Shreveport to Atlanta. Turned 21 on the drive back and tried to buy alcohol at a convenience store in Alabama, I believe it was, but it was after midnight, so <laughs> the blue laws got me. But uh, good times. Well, that's a good dose of memories there. My Bruins going to the Alamo Bowl, take on Kansas State. So it's just a fun matchup, I guess. But uh, yeah. Anything well, outside of the playoff, it's really you just got to – yeah. Enjoy it. Definitely. Well, let's uh, hop over to the basketball. It looks like you were at um, a great matchup on Friday, and I guess we'll, we'll start there. Battery Creek boys, uh, highly ranked number four going into this season in 2A, going up against 1-0 Buford, coming off their win at Bluffton. Um, and it looked like it looked like Battery Creek was in control for a lot of this, but Buford made it a game late. Yeah, they were. And, um, you know, this, like you said, is a great matchup with some intriguing you know, intriguing matchups for both teams. You have Eric Freeman for Battery Creek going against Otis McLean, who's a big body there for for Buford High. And Otis is kind of an X factor for for Buford High. He can do do a lot of things under the basket if he's kind of within. If he plays under control. Yeah, I really enjoyed watching him against Bluffton. He he was sort of the the steadying force of that offense. Yeah, so he played played really well. He scored 13 points, I believe. Yeah, 13 points. Um, one of three Buford High players in double figures. Juwan Mack really carried carried Buford High on uh, this one. I mean to the finish, but came up short. I uh, don't. We're not going to sell Battery Creek's performance short. They played well 
for three and a half quarters. And in that fourth quarter, like you said, it, um, Buford High decided to extend the game a little bit there and, and did exactly what they needed to do to get back in the game there toward the end. But did come up short. I think they'll be helped a little bit when they get Adonis Grant back if he's healthy. Um, they have that kind of a true point guard uh, well, there. John Mack does a good job. I think he's more of a scorer. It looked like in this one for Battery Creek that Devontae Wilson really had to come through because I know you know Eric does a lot in terms of defensively and everything, but he only threw in six points there. Adonis Williams at 15, but it looked like Devontae carried the load there with, with his 18. How does he look so far playing that kind of uh, swing, guard, forward, hybrid type of deal? Yeah, I think right now if you had to pick you know, the top player in the area, he would be right there at the top of the discussion because just he's just a matchup problem. Um, he can do a lot of different things. He can pull up and shoot. He goes to the basket. He's bigger than he's bigger than most guards, and he's quicker than you know most post players. So he's really able to to score in a lot of ways. Uh, but it's like we said with you know Battery Creek. That's another thing that's kind of overshadowed by that finish. Is Battery Creek's balanced effort there? With they got four guys in double figures, and one of them wasn't Eric Freeman. He had a I mean Freeman had a crazy baseline dunk that got everybody got everybody out of their seats, but it kind of changed up. After that, I think Buford High got six quick points because Batter Creek was such on a, on a, such a high that they mm-hmm. forgot to come down in time to play some defense. But mm, Okay. Well, I, but, I mean, I, I guess what I'm saying is that is Batter Creek is, is, is going to do well if it can continue getting those 10 to 12 points from those supporting players. I mean, you got Markel Smalls with 14 points, Christian Brown with 11 points, was able to shoot the three. So pretty much as good as advertised so far, I would yeah, say. Yeah, I think I mean I think that might be the difference this year if they can get that supporting if one of their big two doesn't have a good night, to have guys like Adonis Williams who is gonna, you know, be a leader there at kind of point guard position, or Markel Smalls or Christian Brown. Somebody to pick up the rest of the slack there if there's an off night. I mean that that was kind of my takeaway there was that they do have other guys who are more developed this year and able to to play those big roles. Well, staying north of the broad real quick, I know I don't think you were at this game, but the other big matchup of, of last week was Richmond Hardyville Whale Branch. Uh, again, two other teams that ranked going into the season here. And Richmond Hardyville came away with a 67 to 44 win, which ended up I mean, I guess I you know, I'm reading our staff report here, the game was tied, you know, at 11 after the first quarter, but RH looks like it says here they found their offensive flow never look back and it, you know the, this final scoreline kind of looks like that um, a guy that that we've been enjoying looking at here is uh trey robinson who's Ridgeland hardyville's quarterback but he's apparently also an outstanding basketball player got a lot of length we talked about him last week on the show i think you mentioned him yeah. uh, and he had 19.6 rebounds so you know they they might have lost a lot of that front end talent but that depth i think is really coming through for them here in the early going and um, i can't wait i mean the rh and battery creek are going to play at some point here and you know that's going to be that's going to be a hell of a game. I yeah, think. that's going to be a fun game. Um, and Trey Robinson, really, it's, we talked about it, but he's he's going to be that scorer that they, they're missing after last year, I think, and just really a guy who can do do a lot of things. And, you know, that's no that, that blowout. I mean, I call it a blowout. That's a pretty significant margin to go on the road and win by that much. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think it's a fluke because they were up by 19 on Battery Creek in the Thanksgiving tournament before Battery Creek kind of, Right in, right in got the hot a little bit yeah. there towards the end. Uh, so Ridgen, I mean, I guess they might be a little bit of a, it might have 
we might should have known better, but I feel like yeah, maybe we undersold them a little bit. At this point, they're probably a, a bit of a surprise just because of what they lost and how far they got last year. You would expect there to be a little bit of, but there's none of that so far. Well, south of the broad, I went to two different um, doubleheaders this week, boys and girls games. We typically we stay for both. Yeah. Uh, I was at the Bluffton-Buford matchups on Tuesday and then at Bluffton-Hilton Head Friday. Um, the the Bluffton-Buford boys and girls games were both very sloppy, kind of ugly, typical first game stuff. Bluffton girls actually looked really good after the first quarter in that game when uh, I think Buford High girls kind of traditionally struggle from what I understand. Um, but Bluffton, it looks like they have some balanced scoring there. Then in the boys' side, you know, Buford, we talked about it a couple minutes ago, but sort of slogged through some of that opening game against against Bluffton. You know, missing Adonis Grant, I think it really was a, a factor there. But Otis McLean and Joan Mack, uh, you know, all, all those guys stepped up. And they have so much senior leadership. Our new coach, Nate Livesay, uh, was telling me that it's such a benefit to be able to throw five seniors on the floor. And, you know, they're going to – Basically, I mean, they've been through it all before. They, you know, if they're ever down, if they're with that, the home crowd against them or anything like that. And Buford had, you know, like, I guess what's their student section? What do they call this? The Kirkland Crazies. Yeah, that was great. You know, they're they're well, they are crazy. Yeah, they're going on the road in a big way this year. But they, they do. I mean, there seems to be a little bit of an issue with kind of taking it too far at times. Yeah, I, I would say so. I mean, it makes <laughs> for a good atmosphere, but I think some of the um, vitriol, I guess, is the best way I can put it. Especially yeah, towards officiating crews. There's certainly a line there that's that in danger of crossing at times, but they they do have fun with it. And they they came to Battery Creek on Friday and initially tried to sit behind the Battery Creek bench, which would have been yeah. a disastrous idea. Mm-hmm. And Buford High Athletics Director Jerry Lynn quickly, you know, moved them, diverted to, them yeah. upstairs. They got a little way Battery Creek set up, so they got a little. It's secondary level, like a little second tier almost. That's right. So they're a little bit, a little bit muted up there, but they still, I guess, they're giving some folks a hard time up there. And eventually, I think when, when Battery Creek had a twelve point lead there late, Kirkland Crazies decided to file out. Uh, I believe one of them was escorted out by a coach and a, and a police officer, and then the rest of them decided to leave when it looked like the game was. Was out of reach, but they missed, missed a good finish. Mistake of it. Well, you know, I mean, it was it was a fun atmosphere. The the Buford Bluff because Buford and Bluffton both had a pretty handy, hardy student section on hand. Um, yeah. You know, it was fun. You know, because the, the gyms are small, so you get the noise, and it's a good time. You know, and and you want there there to be a crowd there. And you know, usually for the second half of these girls' games, the crowd starts filing in, and then they get that nice crowd as well, which is which is great. Uh, I mean, they, there was also you know, there's always a good crowd when Bluffton and Hilton had played pretty much anything. Um, but you know, this was actually it was a lot of fun. I thought the Bluffton Hilton had matchups. Yeah, were, that's were great. And that's what you got to have for high school sports. I mean, that's what that's what makes it. It's just you just got to be careful because a lot yeah, of people I mean, take we, this too seriously. We did have you, a couple kids escorted out of the building um, at get, Hilton Head the other day. Yeah, if you get crowds, if you get crowds mixed up or allow allow people to get uh, get too mixed up before or after a game, it, it could be a tough. Tough situation. You don't want to have anything regrettable happen. Yeah. So. Oh, definitely. And and I'm, again, we're encouraging people to come out and watch these games. I mean, it's it's exciting stuff, and, and the the quality of play has been good so far. Uh, but again, if you're going to come out, you know there is there is a line between enjoying the game and basically ruining the experience for those around you. Not to sound like a, a an old man or anything yeah. like that. But Get off my lawn. I know. 
but no, I was I was actually kind of surprised there were so many people. The Bluffton Hilden games, I had a lot of fun at. Um, the the girls game was good. I was very impressed by the way um, Bluffton kept fighting back, even though they eventually lost that game. But they, you know, they were down big early and they never gave up. They have good balance. Tiana Donaldson, uh, Tiffany Banks, um, you know, a lot of these players who can shoot and uh, you know, find their space, create their own shot. I think Lonnie Roberts is going to be able to do a good job with them. They're going to be a lot better by the end of the season than they are now. And I don't think they're that bad now. Um, mm-hmm. As for as for Hilton Head, uh, they, <laughs> it was pretty much a two-woman game there. Savannah Ryer and Miracle Jenkins basically did everything, scored all points except for four. Um, and that's kind of, you know, talking to Dave Greenberg afterward, he sort of, you know, almost reluctantly admits that that's going to be what they have to do because they they have so much inexperience. And with Lauren Bush injured right now yeah. there's they're not that floor general I was really really impressed by Savannah Ryer because she was getting beat up pretty much the whole game uh, she was the one who sort of settled the tempo carried the ball off the court you know she played every position pretty much yeah she's uh, she's gonna be that floor leader for them I think and I, I got to watch them against Whale Branch last week and Whale Branch won Whale Branch looks looks good it looks like they're gonna have a lot of balance but Savannah was kind of definitely she wasn't making a lot of friends out there some scrappy defense and yeah. you know what I mean just, she seems to get those bumps and bruises <laughs> she's going to go after it a little bit <laughs> yeah. and you know whatever the consequences but she played some good defense was, was kind of tough on Kamani Jenkins who's one of the better guards mm-hmm. in our area try to force her to her left hand and make her do some different things make her uncomfortable um, so yeah I think I think Kelman will be okay but that third wheel I mean without Without Lauren, that third person was probably going to be Tiffany Banks, but she went back to Bluffton. Right. So that's kind of just something they're going to have to deal with. But yeah. I think those younger players will come along and kind of you got a couple leaders like Miracle and Savannah, and I mean they'll they'll get things. Yeah, and Lauren's there on the bench, you know, d- doing her part to help coach the kids up and, yeah. and cheer and everything. And again, I, we we haven't even mentioned how Miracle plays. I mean, she's she's great every time. You know what you're getting, and she gets every rebound. I mean, it's. Yeah. It's something to see. Yeah. Well, that Whale Branch, that Whale Branch game was was a good fight. Whale Branch won fairly handily. It was forty-one thirty. They look a lot. I, I think they look improved from recent years, just as far as maturity and and kind of playing together. And they've always had the those, those talented players with Kamani and Shaniqua Johnson down low and Janae Riley the last few years. Uh, but it just seemed to be a little more under control and kind of patient. They, you know, when Kamani was being frustrated there a little bit late in the game and was able to wait for her picks and kind of executed the pick and roll and were able to kind of free up some space. So I think that was a great win for, for Whale Branch after coming off the, the win in that Thanksgiving tournament to get another solid win against a good – I know Hilton had shorthanded, but they're still – Still got those like we like we said those two solid players. Well, there, they have so. an all-state player on their team, and you know that's that's, that's a hard thing to to defend. Right. So I, mean, I think it was a good job. Wellbrand shouldn't be a, shouldn't be overlooked in that regard, but we'll see how things play out. On the boys' side, the Hilton Head Bluffton game was kind of a shot at, at getting that first win of the season for either squad. Um, I think we both feel like these two squads might be a little bit down or in rebuilding mode type of, type of situation, but. I have to say, Bluffton played a lot better than they played on Tuesday. A lot better. I mean, I came away from Tuesday's game against Buford thinking, you know, this team can't shoot. I don't know how they're going to score because they, they, you know, frankly, they, they really struggled shooting the ball, any kind of jump shot, anything from distance. Well, 
against uh, Hilton Head. They made five threes, including through, uh, two clutch ones late. Laquan Washington, who sort of a uh, streaky shooter is what Brett Macy said, he hit a huge three to stretch that lead to six late in the game, and they never gave that up. But uh, Bluffton was ahead by, I think, 10 in the first half, and then it was almost uh, like a slow rally, but by the time you looked up again, Hilton had had the lead in the third quarter. Um, it was tight going into the fourth quarter. Atmosphere was great. It was a lot of fun. The basketball quality wasn't that bad. Um, very impressed by Hilton Head center, Troy Clifford. He's got some really nice moves and a pretty good little mid-range sort of mid-paint jump shot that he can use instead of you know going right to the glass. And you kind of like to see him be a little bit more physical down low, um, especially if he has to go up against big guys like, like Otis McLean or other guys he's going to have to face in region play. But the ability to kind of stretch just that other extra one or two feet will really come in handy once these guards figure out how to maybe cut to the basket and, and use those lanes. For their, for their guards, uh, Bryce Singleton had another pretty good game. I think he had 16, 15 or 16 points in the first game against Whale Branch. Yeah, 16. Yeah, and he's, he's only a sophomore, so. Right. He's yeah. one of those guys who had to fill in when they had some guys leave the team last year and some injuries. And I think that, you know, uh, Ken Updike was telling me he thinks that's really paying off now. I mean, it doesn't show up in the win column yet, but they're clearly a better team than last year, I think. And uh, they're gonna they're going to get better as well. They're um, you know they were frustrated because uh, as Ken Updike said, it, it frustrated him to know that they were they were playing so hard but not able to execute the way you wanted to see them execute. I had a good sit down with Hilton head coach Ken Updike after the game. After their loss uh, to Bluffton, he had some good thoughts on their development so far over the course of the first two games and a little bit of the frustration here coming away with the loss. You know what's, what, the, what the most painful thing is, mm. and, and I, I'll say it to you because I said it to them in there, is to watch them play so hard yet not execute what we're trying to do mm. all the time. Is that a matter of experience or just needing more practice time? Or what, where does that come from, do you think? Early on in the year, maybe. I, I think I, I think some of it has to do with experience. I, experience as as a team, as a whole mm-hmm. team. I mean, you 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 know you're bringing you know some some experience back. Um, tonight, you know, I think they I think they bought it at a height. It was bluffed and had held in head rather than you know um, we're 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 out there to accomplish this particular game plan. And um, you know, I, you, you can. And the reason I can say that, I mean, I, I think that I counted. Uh, I can't count on my one hand how many times we couldn't figure out who we were guarding. And we and we do that every day. And we didn't have that problem when we played Tuesday. So so if it wasn't a problem on Tuesday, why is it a problem on Thursday? And you know, and you and you you're playing with a with a whale branch team that subs in four or five guys at a time, and we can match up and know who we're guarding. But tonight we can't. So it's a you know for us it's it's. It's a mental thing, you know. The the, 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 other, the other thing we talk about in there is that that, it, that what what is painful is, is to see so much passion and play so hard, but you you can't just go out there and play hard and win. There's there's a game plan. There's 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 a thinking aspect. There's a mental part of the game that right now we're missing. other quick results we just want to touch on from the Skiza side of things. Um, I haven't seen any of these teams play yet, but Hilton Head Prep came away with a huge 
dominant victory, really, 69 to 37 over Hilton and Christian at the Colleton, uh, at the, sorry, at the Warhawk Invitational at Colleton Prep. And uh, they're, they're now 3-0, and and they look like they're playing really well. Eagles are 3-2. and um, Girls basketball, Thomas Hayward got a big win over Andrew Jackson. Um, and uh, Hilton and Christian girls also off to a great start there. So, you know, keeping an eye on these skeezy teams as well. Looks like prep on the uh, – obviously they don't have the girls team going, but looks like their boys team is, is on a roll here. And uh, Hilton and Christian girls also on a roll with, with a lot of good shooters and a lot of offense, five guards worth of offense. So uh, any other final quick notes before we wrap this one up? Uh, no, I don't think so. It's a good, good start to the year. We got some more local games. We're still in that, that phase of – the, the district with everybody playing each other. I know basketball it was almost that, that, that way anyway, just about everybody playing each other, but I think there are a couple games that we didn't see. Maybe Whale Branch and Buford High, I think is going to be a different game than I don't think those two teams had played during the regular season, so that should be a fun game next Friday. Definitely, and uh, if you have not read Sunday's paper, I know, Stephen, your giant uh, extensive story finally came out, and it's definitely worth a read so if you didn't catch Sunday's paper go back look it's on the front page uh, Stephen worked really hard on that so make sure you give that a look and uh, we will talk to you next Monday make sure to email us if you have any questions or comments sports at Allen Packet or sports at Beaver Gazette or uh, shoot us an email at our on our uh, personal writer email service and we'll talk to you then thanks guys